So stick around. We're talking alchemy with Chris and Asher from the alchemy team. Hey everyone, welcome to Victor Kinshu Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're talking with Chris and Asher from the Alchemy team. It's all about their platform at alchemyrpg.com. Of course, with me as always is Amanda Call from Age of Night. Hello. And our Geek of the North, the one and only Jason Hunt. I'm only permitted to speak roughly between 500 to 1,000 words this evening. <laughs> we're gonna try to keep it under yeah, you might want to save minutes. a few right there jason yeah. for the intro yeah. i'm already down like seven or <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> before we begin i'm going to say that uh, i'm just going to remind folks that if you are uh, excited about alchemy or if you're just coming across it for the first time hit that like button down below so that more folks can can learn more about this awesome awesome platform that the this team is creating um and uh, if you haven't already uh please hit that subscribe button we'd love to have you as part of our our youtube community or twitch community or facebook community wherever you're, you're viewing this or on the audio podcast just you know subscribe wherever doesn't matter we love you come on all right now without further ado let's let's introduce the two guys that everybody is actually here to see, not us, of course. That would be Asher and Chris from Alchemy. Gentlemen, thanks so much for coming on and, and being a part of the show today. Heck yeah. Thanks for having yeah. us, Doug. I can't yeah, remember what what convention was it that we that we initially met? Was it Origins? Because Origins was before no, it was Gen Con and then Origins last year. Well, and I know Asher I buzzes you. around a lot. Like we'll we'll, yeah. we'll be at a con and and uh He'll be like, hey, I'm just going to run to the, the restroom real quick, maybe grab a bite. Um, can you watch the booth? And be like, sure. And then he comes back with like a stack of business cards. And he's <laughs> like, oh, by the way, we're going we're gonna to get all, all this content on the platform. We're going to partner with these guys. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So the answer to that question is who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those two. I know that. And, and uh, I knew immediately as soon as I saw your platform and your demo that you had the uh, booth, it was it was a super, super cool program uh, okay. and platform. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do at Alchemy? I'll let uh, maybe Asher go first. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm Asher. I'm the operations at Alchemy. Um, I'm colloquially known as the cat herder, the dream crusher, um, <laughs> the stress ball. Uh, and all of the above. Uh, I just try to make sure that we know everything that's going on and who's doing what and keeping everything in order, keeping everybody sane. I also do all of our con scheduling and coordination and all that good stuff. And Chris, would you like to go next? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm Chris. I'm the co-founder of Alchemy. Um, with with Who is not with us is the other co-founder, Isaac, who is... Uh, sort of our engineer, um, developer, and I handle all the design, um, all the, the product, um, product management basically. Uh, and then some of the, like the, the businessy stuff. Um, and then we sort of have like a, we're, we're making some of our own original content. So I kind of like creative direct that side of it a bit as well. Um, but yeah, um, stoked to be here. Yeah, it's exciting. Exciting to see you guys uh, uh, grow. Uh, you, you've grown immensely since since last year. Uh, you've it's brought on crazy. different different uh, you know publishers and and brought on different features. But before we get into that, all too, too much. Do you want to tell a little bit about? Do you want to give like a two minute sales pitch on what uh, Alchemy is as a platform? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, so alchemy is, uh, we, we try, we try our hardest not to use the word VTT or virtual tabletop because we're not actually virtualizing the table. Um, we don't have 3d dice. We don't have, you know, fog of war and tokens and doors and, and lighting. Um, what we're trying to do is reimagine that experience of playing tabletop games uh, from the perspective of the theater of the mind, uh, which is really uh, uh, about providing an experience that's uh, slick, uh, sleek, easy to use, um, simple, doesn't get in your way. But then it also kind of gives you the, the elements that you might need to exercise your imagination. So we, we're big on music, atmospheric sound effects, um, different uh, environmental graphics, motion graphics, things like that to, um, to really help you tell your best story. Um, and really that's kind of where the platform started. We just really had this vision of like, hey, it, like we spend so little of our time in tactical or in combat, um, but we spend most of our time looking at tactical grids in combat when we play online. So we wanted to, to design something that would really help facilitate that experience, that role play, that exploration, that social side of it, and then kind of innovate on those features of like, what does tactical look like? Um, and uh, really where the platform has kind of spiraled out of control is uh, we started with gameplay and then we're like, hmm, well, there's a real opportunity here for like creating your own content and bringing your content into Alchemy. And so we started building like world building features where you can, you know, create your own uh, NPCs, spells, magic items, write your own articles, and then directly integrate those into the game. Um, and then we're like, hey, you know what? There's a real opportunity for people to like stream from from a directly from a tabletop versus, um, you know, using OBS or something like that with, with all this production value. So then we started working on streaming features and spectator features and Anyway, it's it's getting it's getting kind of out of control, but we are a, we're a digital platform for playing role playing games online. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the the uh, observer option that you can go in and watch people play, and then and the, I, I don't believe the streaming option is is that live yet, or is that is that something that that's something that's still in beta, or you're still testing out at this point? Or okay, yeah, yeah, no, we're I I spilled the beans. Um, no, we 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 are working on that. It's it's on our homepage. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're hoping to launch that by the end of the year. That's very um, cool. We're, we're super excited about that. As someone that, that streams and, and does a lot of theater of the mind games, that, that has me very, very excited. And mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I think that would yeah, be it, amazing. It's hard to stream. Um, yeah. We, we just tried to do like a dev blog one time. And like <laughs> we we had, uh, we our computer wasn't fast enough. Um, so we had to use like the gaming machine instead of the mm -hmm. Mac. And then Steam we had will to eat your computer alive. Oh my gosh! I, I was like, "Why is OBS mining Bitcoin right now?" Like, <laughs> it, does, it feels like it sometimes. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I at least unlocked five blocks on the stream we were doing. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, and we were just like, you know what? Like, it, it would be so cool if you could just share a Chrome tab or just share this Alchemy window, and you don't need to worry yeah. about the frames or anything like that. People do really cool frames uh, on Twitch for their, for their games and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we just kind of designing those features directly into the app. <laughs> Doug's like looking around at the frame we're sitting in right now. It's <laughs> great, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the bookshelf. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what I was hoping, you know? Mission accomplished. Uh, man. Uh, so how long, so let's talk a little bit about your, your gaming history. Let's, let's talk. Cause have you 
is this something that you've worked have you been in the gaming industry for for quite some time is this something that uh, you're you you just you were working for other publishers and then this is something that you you wanted to do you know on your own you want to give us a little bit of uh, insight as to as to your backgrounds maybe as gamers and maybe professionally i don't i i don't know i think that would be kind of neat for for our audience to learn a little bit more about uh, about where your, your team where your team is coming from Asher, how about how about you? You wanna you wanna tell us a little bit about yourself as far as far as gaming and and yeah. uh, and all yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, totally. So um, I started. Um, I've always been a bit of a board game nerd, um, but then maybe six years or so ago was really the first time that I picked up um, a tabletop RPG. So I, I started it. and I I just took off with it. You know, I was a person who. And I tell Chris this all the time still. I'm not creative. I've never really found a creative outlet that spoke to me. Um, and then I started, I got introduced to D&D and that was it, man. Like, I feel like that is my creative outlet in its best form. Um, and so since then, I've just been off and running with it. But no experience in the industry at all, coming in totally blind. Um, I have worked in technology. I worked with Chris at a company, which I'm sure he'll talk about, and I worked at a couple startups and other major major tech companies as like an operations and product manager. So love no in, no industry experience. I but you know what? I love that about that. I love when new people come into this industry and they're just like they've got that in they've got that enthusiasm, they've got that passion. Like yeah. that's what I like I, I know speaking as someone that, that has been in that corporate job that, that has been do that's done that for, for decades, that you're just coming in and you're just like so pumped that I mean, we talked a little bit about this before we went live. Like, you just have a, a great perspective mm -hmm. on what this industry is about and, and what your goals are and what, what you want to accomplish because, like, at the end of the day, you just want people to be creative and have fun and play games. Like, like yeah. what kind of, like, that's, I, I, I love that. Anyway, I, sorry, I didn't mean to, I, just, I should let Chris go and, and <laughs> But yeah, I, I totally, totally get that. And I love the fact that, that we're getting some new, some, I, I say new, but you know, it, it it's nice to see people come into this industry and want to do new cool things. So anyway. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's what I love about the, the industry is it's full of creative people. Everybody, yes. everybody in the industry creates. And so, you know, our, our target audience, our customers, our creators, and, you know, that's really a part of like our core ethos is like to empower creativity and give people the tools they need to not only tell stories, but to build worlds and build characters and all those mm -hmm. things. Um, for me, uh, I, I have no gaming industry experience either. Um, I, I started off, um, uh, I, had a, I had a really, really good friend when I was in the third grade and uh, his, his big brother introduced us to HeroQuest. And, yes. um, <laughs> Love and that. we, we bit so hard on hero quest and started making our own spell cards, um, wandering monster cards, our own, um, you know, campaigns and all that stuff. And, uh, and so we, we went really deep into that. And then, um, uh, and then my older brother introduced us to D and D red box and we started playing some campaigns in that, um, but then, um, you know, just kind of a loner kid, me and that one best friend that I've had for 20 years, we, we discovered MMOs and we started playing Ultima Online. And then that was life for, sure. I mean, probably a good six years. <laughs> like, um, 
I mean, I, I still have so many fond memories of that game and really just the idea of like role playing and living in this world that was so kind of real because other people were in it. Um, and I think that aspect of like um, sort of that social storytelling that's we're here together doing this together, like really, really was what got me excited about gaming in general and building community around games. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a technologist as well. Um, spent, you know, the last, I guess, 15 years in user experience design, um, done some, done some stuff with Amazon and Google and, and all that stuff, but, uh, started really getting into like entertainment industry stuff, uh, working at Netflix and um, I was working on like kids and family and it was so much fun to work with animators or to work on things that were like bringing joy and delight to, to kids. Um, and then started kind of adjacently getting into like Netflix interactive. Um, and, you know, of course now Netflix is full on games and yep. um, it was really fun to kind of be a part of that experience, that transition. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of those, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that experience really helped, I think, coming into Alchemy and thinking about things like, you know, licensing content, creating our own original content, um, creating experiences around content. Um, there was so much of that that we were able to kind of bring over. And um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my experience. I'm, you know, we like you said, we were talking before the call, but like I'm just I love the industry or the, the community. It's weird to even call it an industry. Right, right. It's so so like. Of course, as, as gamers, we think that, you know, it's such a huge, it's an industry because, you know, there's so many publishers working, but yeah. really it's just like, yeah. just a sliver, like the amount it's of sales and, and what the amount niche. of, it's very, it's a yeah. very, very niche. Yeah. Uh, but, but I will say but, it's nice yep. to have people like, like you guys who are approaching this from more of like a, how do we make this a viable yes. business and come into it with actual business experience? Because so many <laughs> things that are like, so many things that are created for gaming are mm. done by hobbyists. That's one thing that a lot of people do not understand is that a lot right. of people who cr are creating stuff for gaming in any aspect of it, it's not their full-time job. A lot right. of them are working on this on the side and that that doesn't necessarily mean that they're approaching it from a hobbyist mindset, but yeah. sometimes it does. Sometimes <laughs> that means that they are still approaching it with a hobbyist mindset and then you don't get a very professional product. You don't get professional marketing you don't get professional quality control and like they still could be making something really cool and really mm -hmm. good but they don't have that kind of like mindset to get you to the next level which yeah. is where you guys are starting from which is very bodes very well <laughs> I, I think what's so cool though and, and i think what i love or what what i connect with so much in the industry the community is um is that uh before I was in technology, I was in bands. Like I had mm -hmm, went to mm -hmm. went to college for like a semester, and I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get into a, a twelve passenger van with all my stinky friends and just travel around." And and getting into into tabletop feels so much like those sure, days, yeah. which were the best days of my life. And especially when we show up to a convention and Asher's truck is full of road cases <laughs> with our booth, and we're like trucking it out. You setting set it up, wipe the sweat off your face, then you know interact with people. Then you put it all back. You know, there's no roadies, there's no this. Like you're you're the you're the people doing it, and and I think that that carries over into so many other aspects too of like creating relationships with people, or you know, mm -hmm. 
self-publishing, like it just reminds me of like, you know, hacking together MySpace pages for your band or like creating show flyers and going out and plastering mm-hmm. them on poles. So I always say like the, the community feels punk rock. And I, I love that yeah. about a tabletop. <clears throat> Very true. Very true. Um, so let's talk. So when did when did Alchemy go live? Uh, when were people actually able to sign up and how long has this been out for? Because for? I feel like it's been been over a year, right? No, we went live no? uh, PAX East uh, this year, which was oh, April. Wow. I think oh. April 21st was our first so like day where you could publicly sign up. Months. And we were wow. we were up in our hotel room at two o'clock in the morning the night before <laughs> Isaac was just pushing code and we were listening to pirate metal, I think. And <laughs> yeah. awesome. Like, hey, we're doing this. It's going live. I didn't realize it was that because I, 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 I we, yeah, no, I can't well, believe that it's, it's that it's been, but you guys have been out there like pushing, like talking about it for, for quite some time because you've got quite a few publishers already on board with you and, and, like, do you want to give those those publishers a shout out? Uh, one of them I, I kind of know, but like, you want to talk a little bit about? Heck the, yeah, man! Let's, let's talk. Let's, let's talk it. about some of the publishers that you've already got the content up on your site for. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so you're right. We've we've been in like a a, a very closed access um, for for a while. I, I would say probably a year plus before the launch, um, the open launch. But um, but yeah, in that time, we've been able to. Um, create partners with Paizo. Uh, so that was a really cool, like big one for us that we were really excited about. Um, Hit Point Press has been awesome to they're, get. They're great. Yeah. And just great, great human beings. Um, and, and they've really helped us out a lot, I think, in so many different ways. Um, but with, with them comes so much great content like Hit Point, or uh, sorry, <laughs> Humblewood, um, the Islands of Sina Una, Griffin Saddlebag. Uh, there's just they, they make so much amazing content. Um, but I think the one that we, we're really, really, really excited about that just happened recently is Free League Publishing. Um, what? Which, whoa, whoa, where? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I know a guy. I, I, this, is, this is totally news to me. I didn't know that this was actually. No. You're... All right. I, I think maybe we've, we we probably have you to thank for that too, Doug. No, so no, yeah. that's not true at all. You guys have a yeah. really cool product, and and uh, you know, Doug, it, it was all you. I can't. <laughs> I got to tell the story because this is kind of a funny. It's kind of a funny story. <laughs> so the convention that we you might have interacted with Alchemy prior, but I think the convention we met at was PAX. It was PAX East this year back in April? Was it? I think so because uh, I was talking to Chris, and I was like, Chris, dude. Free League Publishing is here. Like we need to give them the founder box. Like we have to go over there, and we gotta like we have to lock it down. Because that's always what I do when I get to a con. I'm like, okay, I really want to talk to these guys and these guys and these guys. Sure. <laughs> so Chris, Chris grabs the founder box and he takes it over and he he I think he he hands it to you, Doug. Y'all have like a a nice conversation, whatever. Right. Right. And uh, and he comes back. That. And he's, like, he's like, yeah, I dropped it off. You know, we'll see how it goes. And I was like, Mm-mm, that's not. Yeah. Me. Uh, and so I go back over and I just look through all of the stuff. Uh, and after five, 10 minutes or so of just like looking through free league publishing stuff, cause it's all incredible, right? Like it, oh, you yeah. can sit there for days and look through yeah. it. And I, I, I'm now I those... own almost all of it, but, oh. um, I, uh, I was like, Oh yeah. Like my friend from alchemy, you know, my co-founder, my founder was over here and we were like, 
oh yeah. And then we struck up a conversation and then you gave me that, that card with the contact information on it. And I went back to Chris and he was just like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just funny kind of, kind of how he walks into the booth. Just, you know, if, if you've seen Asher oh, yeah. in person, he's kind of got one of these. Yeah, no, he's great. Like, whips it out of his pocket and he's like, here you go. <laughs> so excited so excited we all love Felix stuff oh, yeah okay. and and i think asher was so excited about that because like when when asher came on he's like all right chris like let's do the list like who's the top and i was like oh man like when we were designing alchemy we were designing it for free league games really like we were designing it for those games that were like you didn't have to conglomerate around the hex grid or the grid right you know the the dice are bespoke, like everything is beautiful. Everything is just, all the details are just sweated. Um, I was like, that's like, when we were mocking up Alchemy, Tales from the Loop was in there and sure. like, Alien was in there. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I think that was a, that was an exciting moment for us. Like, wow, yeah. it, it seems like I've known you guys for much longer than that. It, but, it, but of course, you know, it's every we're time goes by so fast, but, we're, but like, we're I on thought that for level. sure it was last year, but now I remember, yes, I did. You sent me that email and we, we talked to, yes. Okay. So now, I, now I look, yeah, no. Doug sometimes right. forgets that he knows us. So you know. yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, no, I, I have this thing where I always think that whenever I, I, I always think I know people longer than I do. So. But that's good. That's good. That's but that's, years. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Like when I when I immediately like you know strike up a friendship with somebody, it's it's yeah. you know it's genuine because you think you've known them for a while. So yeah, yeah. if you talk anyway. with Doug long enough, you'll he'll be thinking that he's known you since he first opened his eyes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I'll take it. Oh man, I tell you. Uh, so. Uh, Jay, speaking of, uh, you said earlier you said uh, at Netflix you you like to make uh, you know children happy with the content that you provided uh, there uh speaking of making children happy with the content you're providing you're jason, got to, to uh, jason, jason got to uh jason jason got to uh you know no i'm just kidding you, you knew that's where that was going oh i did, I did absolutely <laughs> jason, you you actually were, were, were going through alchemy today i had the day off of work actually yeah, the day was, off from work. yeah. so i finally nice. got to do some Doug, Doug is very bad for not giving us any show notes before we start the show. It's just like, oh, hey, what are we doing tonight, about? Doug? And three seconds later, we're like, okay, I need to know something about this in the next five minutes, you know. But I had all afternoon to fool around with it, and it's it's good. Aww. I mean, it's it's still new. I mean, I get it. You guys are still working out features and kings. I was like, I said, I was I was babbling away in the Discord there, and I was like, how come I can't do this yet? <laughs> They're like, we're working on that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so now it's just a waiting game for me, but. Like the stuff that you guys already have from Free League, uh, from Midpoint Press, like you guys were saying, um, and there's I think there's already five or six things that are up there for absolutely free. Mm -hmm. you can yeah, just there's there's look a lot of free content on there. There's a couple of things from Free League. There's a couple of things from Midpoint Press. I think um, one of the Humblewood uh, bits and bobs is is there, and none of this requires you to do anything ridiculous. Like I mentioned, I was talking to Apocalypse Dan in the chat, and like one of the issues that you have with a lot of virtual tabletops is you have to do 18 different things and, you know, sacrifice a chicken to an elder God to get it to work sometimes because you're using things that were made by Steve and Dan and Barry and Joe and Amanda and, you know, Sally and whoever the heck else. And you're trying to make them all work together. And it just doesn't always work. You sit there on forums in Reddit's watching YouTube videos yeah. forever trying to figure that stuff out. So to have a system where you can log in, create an account, 
grab a few things from the free section, even if you don't want to don't want to jump in and start buying product right away, and just be able to create something in minutes. Like it literally took me, I think, a maximum of seven minutes to make my first scene. Oh, cool! It's it, it's it's got a background. It's got I'm using the effects because uh, there's all kinds of uh, visual effects that you can place on your backgrounds. Um, I added a music track. It was just, and it's all just drag and drop. There's none of this, you know, you have to stick it in this folder so that it can be seen in that folder and then you can click it here. <laughs> and like adding NPCs, I added a bunch of NPCs to a screen really quickly. I used some of the icons that I have existing on my computer already. And it's all just browse stuff on, on your local machine. You don't have to host it anywhere. Like, and all of it's intuitive. I never one time, except for when I asked the question about the grid, which I mean, it would have worked fine if it had been implemented. <laughs> but... Yeah. Everything else, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just click this, click that. There's no ridiculously complicated menus. Everything's just, you know, you click this button and these are your three options. It's not, you know, scroll for the next five minutes to find the thing that you need. Like so just right out of the box, this 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 thing works and it works well. Like it's well laid out, which is a definite bonus. Um, because a lot of the time, you know, you get a you get a tabletop and you're just like, where do I put everything? So this is already well laid out. Um, it's already got chat built in. Uh, like that's an amazing thing as well. I mean, how many people have a Discord call going in the background of their tabletop games? Don't need that here. Yeah, that was that was kind of a big. That was kind of where we started with the whole thing. Was um, we were we were playing on a virtual tabletop, and we just wanted to be able to share music with each other. And that was a really difficult thing to do as like a game master was get us all listening to the same music, and then integrating that with like our our call and and i know now there's like bots and stuff on discord that you can kind of do that stuff with but we started with that and then kind of built the the text chat around that and then we're like well let's throw some dice rolls in there well let's look at the same thing together and throw an image in there um but yeah thank you jason that was a i'm <laughs> blushing over here i'm, yeah, I'm used really to using not. foundry so i'm used to digging into the guts of things and fiddling around and tweaking things and then launching it and watching it crash and then taking something off and then relaunching it and watching it crash again you know <laughs> so to have a system like this that just works and then i, I noticed in your guys um in the uh, help and other information page and stuff like that this will update itself completely free of your need to do anything yeah. So you're never going to have to uninstall the whole thing and reinstall a new version. At least, you know, fingers crossed that. I hope that hopefully that doesn't come down the road at any time. But like having something that just does it in the background automatically is what people need now. Because mm -hmm. not everybody is as much of a nerd as I am that's willing to dig into the guts of a program and futz with things. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. Absolutely so like, not. For Theater of the Mind games, this <laughs> is definitely going to blow everything oh, yeah. else out of the water. It's, I guarantee it's it. Totally going to change the game. Yeah, cause I, I, I really enjoy just getting together with people on a call like this and doing like when we don't even have anything to look mm -hmm. at for a game and just playing a game entirely theater of the mind. But it's really fun to enhance it and stuff too. But so often when people are like, "Okay, we're gonna use the virtual tabletop," I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna, because <laughs> now yeah. I'm like frustratedly yeah. thinking I'm, it slows I'm things the, down sometimes well and i'm the yeah. i'm the like i'm the one in in every group who is like i don't i i'm bad at computers i don't know mm. what i'm doing i'm the one unless who's it's like a, unless it's an art related computer okay i'm not gold. even very i'm not very good at that even that's why most of my work is traditional <laughs> so but yeah. i'm the one who's like okay i'm gonna move my guy and then i move like the background image or something <laughs> stupid and i'm like i'm sorry i don't know what i did oops <laughs> yeah i mean i when when we first started 
when we first started really getting serious about like playing D&D online, because uh, I, I had moved, I had moved to California, we were all in Oregon. And so we tried to keep in touch by playing mm-hmm. D&D online. And um, I was like, man, I, I feel like I feel like there's just so much we can do. Because, you know, as a software designer, I'm like, oh, man, this would be great if it was like this or like that. And um, and then I started just kind of playing with different designs and stuff. And then when we really started to try to make things work, we were like, whoa, this is actually really, really hard. This is why, you know, there isn't a bunch of these things out there or like, you know, trying to find, you know, a, a, an actual like powerful experience that's like really simple and easy to use is really hard to find or elusive or maybe doesn't even exist at all yet. Um, but it's, you know, when, when you when you look at a game that has no rules, but also books and books of rules, uh, that like, those things are like opposed to each other. So I, I, designing an experience on a computer that's based on rules, you know, like the one and the zero has to compute and then give you an output. Like, man, it, it's been such a challenge, but it's been like the my favorite design problem I've ever worked on. Um, because it has to be almost sentient, you know, it has to be able to do uh, what you want it to do. It has to um, respond to you. Um, But then also at certain points in time, it has to do computational things. Um, And it has to be good at knowing when those things are happening. Um, And so we've had to do all kinds of things to like, to, to play with that. Um, but I think one of the things that's been even even more exciting to work on is this aspect of immersion and like engagement and, you know, to create a tool that like helps you, like I said, exercises your imagination versus like automating your imagination, mm-hmm. which is what these games are about. Right. Like there is a level of work that we do um, that we don't want the system to do or the video game to do. Uh, because then our brain kind of crosses over into this place where we're expecting the system to do it for us. And then the system inevitably lets us down and we hit a, we hit a wall somewhere and we're like this, you know? Um, And so it's been an incredible challenge. Um, And so to, to all those VTTs credit, I mean, they've got incredibly large feature sets and trying to make a great user experience for all of that flexibility is real challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, giving that freedom to use your imagination, but also making it easier to play. Mm. The amount of times that I'm in a conversation with Chris and Isaac, and Chris and Isaac, they've been friends forever. It's amazing to watch them work and design out a problem. It's really, really fun. to. I am privileged to have the opportunity to be in the room while they're having the conversation. But it's Chris just being like, no dude it's all we have to do is this and isaac like well that's gonna take six like how are we gonna do that in a reasonable amount of time and it's just back and forth and eventually we always get there but the amount of little things that we butt heads about to find that happy medium is Mm -hmm. non-trivial um but I'm really happy with where we are right now. I'm super excited with where we're going with uh, systemless support. I see a lot of people in the chat are talking about systems outside of 5e. It's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely coming. And, and like Asher said, this word systemless is like we we are really excited to um, build bespoke visual looks for the the systems that we're we're partnered with officially. 
you know, I'm really excited to build like a, an alien RPG, like, like fee, look and feel for the platform. But as far as system support goes, we're, we're currently working on um, nothing that's like bespoke to one thing. It's a, it's a system that you can create your own custom trackers, your own custom dice loadouts, mm. your own custom character sheets. And, and then we can use these tools basically to build bespoke support for any other platform. Um, and so that, that's also been a huge challenge, right? Because rules, you know, at, at the basic, the basic level, you've got skills, you've got dice, you've got trackers, whatever. Um, but then when you actually dig into a game, what we love about them are the things that make them different. And so to build that support in a tool set is, it's also a challenge. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got some questions in the chat. It says, Patty says, how are rule sets developed and are they done in-house? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So, you know, we obviously, this whole thing was built with 5e in mind because we were playing a 5e game when Chris and Isaac started working on it. Um, in the future, you will be able to build what Chris was speaking to a moment ago. You'll be able to build uh, in any system that you you'd be able, you will be able to build in any system that you want to play in. Um, that is our goal. You'll have all of the tools that we do to create a system. And that's one of the things I think is really cool um, that we've taken time to make sure is the case. So like in the marketplace, we have universes and we have articles and spells and items and NPCs and scenes that are all pre-made from a book, right? Um, as a home brewer, you have the ability to make all of those things in the same ways that we do. Um, so you have full customizability and fully intend for that to be the case for systems. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Jody asks, where can we submit different dice templates? What sort of template? Mm -hmm. Yeah, curious yeah. Is, is my question immediately, even though I'm yeah. not even technically involved in the company. <laughs> so I should just shut up now. <laughs> Jason, why don't you take this one? Yeah, Jason, <laughs> Jason is, is interviewing for company liaison. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently. Right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I think uh, this goes back to the systemless thing because, um, you know, we, we, <clears throat> we will be building that, uh, the custom trackers, the custom dice, um, the custom character sheets. And so this is where you'd be able to add your, your templates, you know, and I, in my mind, I envision a design where, you know, I'm going to pick a cube. And so it's a six sided die. <clears throat> and then on each of those six sides, maybe I can upload an image, customize what that die looks like, something like that. Because I know that, um, you know, we, we used to play a game back in the day called uh, Degenesis. And, you know, they, it's got a, a very specific, like, um, different logos on it and stuff like that, different pips on the die. Sure. And so, you know, those, some, some of them are image imagery. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, all the, all that stuff is going to be fully customizable. Uh, let's see here. Apocalypse Dan asks in its current state, does alchemy have a rule set slash environment for alien? Apocalypse Dan just really wants to play alien. A guys. alien. <laughs> uh, I would just say, Dan, you don't have to wait too much longer. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah is the uh, Simbaroom content, is that the 5e version of Simbaroom? Or is that... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 
Yeah, that was that was honestly like really the perfect starting point for us because you know obviously, obviously that's what we have support for right now. Um, but active development on Systemless, um, but something we could just sink our teeth into right away, and uh, it was such great timing because it just launched, um, you know, yeah. around the time of Origins, and so it was really cool to get those uh, those three books out plus the um, the uh, like starter adventure, um, and that's kind of been like this introduction to you know the free league catalog that we that we're offering so it's been great but yeah alien man that's near and dear to my heart i know that um so we're super excited about that that's, yeah. i want to see animated backgrounds for alien stuff like just like water dripping from pipes in the background oh, and that sort of thing that would be yes. cool. <laughs> yeah jason we we uh so we've been we've been playing a 5e quite for quite a while we played several campaigns and then, you know, we, we played some some other like one shots, but they've all been fantasy based or a lot of them have been. And then the games that we've played that have been not fantasy based in Alchemy have been like so cool. Like we did this one. Um, this was back when we had more time, um, mm -hmm. but we we had built like this one off support for Stars Without Number. And Ooh. I love that game. Uh, Kevin Crawford game. It's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, and just making a sci-fi environment where you can drop the sound of a ship humming in the background. Just that alone, like, mm -hmm. I'm yep. there. Have that warp um, core hum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I feel like I, my brain, my neurological pathways were formed around listening to the Starship Enterprise hum in the background <laughs> of my house. Um, but, but yeah, sci-fi is going to be incredible and alien specifically is going to be incredible. This is the horrific sci-fi aspect because so much about alchemy is built around the experience. And sure. that's a word that's thrown around a lot, you know, like we're the, we're the, this experience, the extreme experience, but like, that's what we've nerded out over. And that's what I was saying has been the funnest problem to solve is like, how do people feel when they're playing the game? How do we create that environment where everybody's into it? Because all the receptors are be getting getting hit, you know, of your imagination. And you're like, yeah, I'm in. Um, so it's really, yeah, it's really cool. I'm excited. When I was playing with the uh, the demos uh, today for the for the game master and the player, um, there's the um, uh, the cloaked indotion. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started that one up, I was like, oh, that looks cool. I, I wasn't even really paying attention to it, and then all of a sudden, I noticed the cloak moves. <laughs> so I literally sat there and stared at this cloak just You're wafting like, about for like, I don't know, 11 minutes. I was like, this is so cool. I, kept, I was like, is, is anything else going to move? What's going on? <laughs> it was hypnotic. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, so speaking of nerding out over experience, you know, when we first started Alchemy um, or when we first built, built it, it was built for an iPad and and not because we thought the iPad was the largest addressable market by any means, um, but because iPad would force us to, to, to design a product that could scale up to desktop, computer, or down for a mobile phone. And so it forced us to make bigger buttons. It forced us to create conventions that didn't utilize right-click or secondary options. And mm -hmm. so Alchemy, as it is today, um, we still have some code to write, but we'll scale, scale down completely to mobile. Every screen is accounted for. Um, but uh, the reason why I bring up the iPad is because the, the metaphor behind the interface is a window into any world. And the iPad was just such a great like physical metaphor for that statement. Sure. Um, because yeah, the interface is glass, it's colorless, it's clear. And 
it has a um, a blurred radial perspective that like gives you focus into the center and you know everything about it is meant to like you know augment the world you're looking at versus again being the thing that you're looking at like let's bring up the sheet and now i can't see anything mm-hmm. um so yeah so we've talked there we've talked about there's a little bit of uh, uh there's some free content on the site if folks want to uh sign up for an account we said we, we already mentioned that it doesn't take too long it, it you want is there a monthly fee if, if folks want to more content is there's 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 a marketplace as well you want to talk a little bit about that we only we have a few more minutes uh, i figured we'd we touch on that a little bit if you want yeah for sure um jump on the plug train a little bit I'm absolutely you know we, uh. we we don't really like to hard sell here we just like to tell folks that what the options are and, and if totally. they you know if they'd like to you know sign up they can. yeah definitely um so alchemyrpg.com there's a big button sign up now it's a free account and we have very intentionally engineered our free account to be most of what anybody would need unless you're playing in a lot of games so a totally free account will make you create will allow you to create 50 um, items in our universe like 50 articles or npcs or scenes in our universes our homebrewing feature you can be in three games you can game master three games in addition to that so really, you probably never have to pay us a dime. Um, would love it if you did, but if you don't, great. We just want people to use it. Um, we do have a subscription. It's unlimited. It's 8 bucks a month, $88 a year. Um, and right now, we still have some founder boxes left. So we made this limited run. There are a 1,000 of them. Um, they're actual, and I'm the one who ships them all out, so I have them. <laughs> I actually only have this one on my desk because I just, I just packaged up 11 of them. We have a founder box uh, and it is limited edition. It's got tarot cards with um, a bunch of different content in it. Um, We've got, you get like the Humblewood campaign setting and our book, the lost Druid with the cloaked Indosian graphic and Humblewood and maps. And they're all these really nice, pretty, pretty tarot cards. Um, And you get a pin and a bunch of other stuff. um, And those are a hundred bucks. Um, you get a year subscription to Alchemy supporting us early. Um, and those are the main ways to support us. We've got our marketplace, which has new stuff coming all the time. I have to shout out um, one thing that uh, we haven't mentioned yet that's free in the marketplace. It's a product called Ancora Bay by um, a company by the name of Burrowbound. Um, Ancora Bay is a full kind of city setting. It's absolutely incredible. Um it comes with this absolutely massive city sized map that's built into the scenes, really great art, really great lore, stuff like that. We'll, we'll, we'll always have a bunch of free stuff on the platform, but um, we have all the Simarum, Simarum 5e stuff out there today. Um, We've got um, Humblewood and the Lost Druid, our book, um, which Kickstarter two the for book two comes in August. Um, Yeah. Check us out. And join our Discord if you have questions. There's a lot to the platform, and it's really easy to, um, once you get into the weeds, to have questions. So on our website, too, alchemyrpg.com, you can click join our Discord, and we're there. Um, it's pretty much me and me and Chris and our community manager, B, um, and our software engineer, Isaac. We're always there hanging out if you ever have any questions or you just want to nerd out about TTRPGs. We're around. And your newest employee, uh, Jason Hunt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Jason's on there, too. Yeah. 
Jason will be there to answer all your questions. Apparently. <laughs> 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 ones. Uh, um, I noticed when I was actually, when I first popped in there, my first thought actually was that I wanted to run uh, some of my own, uh, like when you guys uh, get the system agnostic, agnostic words uh, options set up, uh, I wanted to run some of my uh, uh, rules light games and stuff like that, like ICRPG and or even Tiny Dungeons or something like that. Yeah, um, because yeah. they don't. You, you're not tripping over rules in those games, so this is a perfect system for that sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a lot of those you can run today. I've been getting ready for a Coriolis game that's a staff game, so that we can prepare for systemless. Um, and I want to make sure we have all of our bases covered. You can hack together a full Coriolis game with actions, like it yeah. is possible today. So if you're playing something really rules light and you just want the scenery, like I use the spectator view um, for my in-person games. I cast it to a TV in my living room and it manages my NPCs for my 5e games, but it just shows the motion graphics and the music and it's just really easy and streamlined to use. Uh, Apocalypse Dan says, okay, I'd like to actually buy one of those founder packs for real. Where is that on the marketplace? (laughs) Thanks. I'll ship it to you. You're getting this one right here. <laughs> no, it's uh, alchemyrpg.com slash founderbox. Um, yeah. Get all the details. Or if you just go to the website, you can scroll down. There's a there's a founderbox section there. I think you can click get yours now. Nice. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things about the the founderbox, like really, you know, back when we were thinking, thinking about shipping the platform and going, you know, public with it or opening up access, we were like, should we do a Kickstarter? Like, I don't know. Uh, software usually doesn't do good on Kickstarter. It's a SaaS product, you know, software as a service. And, um, and we, we were running with the idea for a little bit and, and I was like, well, what can we do that would be really special for a Kickstarter? I was like, well, we could do these founder accounts, you know, and they'd be special accounts. We'll only do a thousand of them. And so with the founder box, you get all that content, which is, you know, it's like around $250 worth of content, but then you also get this number you know, of a thousand and that's your founder number. And so on the platform, you, you, you are always kind of badged as founder six, six, six. And you get special access to our new features. Uh, you always get 50% off of our subscriptions for life. And then one of the things that I love though, is that that small like founder community has a, like a private channel in our discord. And we go in there every Friday and we work on features. We'll just throw up the the code or a design window. We'll be like, okay, what are we going to work on this week, founders? And like, we'll just do like something small and like ship it. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. Great right? placement. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that next one, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> I legitimately thought that I had broken the darn thing when I first tried. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay, no. I have all my icons. I'm ready to go. Let's go to the tactical map. I click the button and the grid pops up. And I'm like, why won't it? My my All right. Well, I guess that's we're gonna call a show. We're a little over time. I want to thank uh, not my fault. Asher. I know it's not. No, no. But uh, it was a great conversation. Thank you to everybody that joined us in the chat. Thank you to Chris and Asher for joining us tonight. Uh, if you'd like to check out Alchemy, uh, go to alchemyrpg.com and uh, set up a, a free account in dive in take a look and let us know if if you have done that let us know in the comments if, uh, if you've checked it out and what your thoughts are and if there are any features that you'd like 
on Alchemy, or that you, just on any kind of platform, let us know in the comments, and uh, make sure that uh, the Alchemy team knows what uh, what you're looking for, and and uh, we'll even let you know uh, what uh, what uh, features we're, we're we're looking for as well. So excellent! I appreciate everyone that is been a part of this thank you amanda thank you jason for for uh, joining me tonight jason i i i love you you know that i was just kidding about the whole but i knew you were really excited you're like me we're we're, we're like when i get excited about a product i'm i'm like I get, yeah D doug has cost me a lot go... of money uh with his enthusiasm <laughs> yeah and now now doug knows that next time he invites me he'll put me on a on a word count as well yeah. <laughs> no, i should no, have no, warned no. you i'm sorry Pod we're good. Like a we're podcast good. tweet <laughs> yeah. thank you guys so much for having us it was oh, really a pleasure this was thank fun. you I, I can't wait to uh we'll see you at gen con here actually you'll be at gen con you'll be at uh any other conventions before the end of the year yeah uh, uh yes unplugged? we'll be at gen con we'll be at pax unplugged um we will be at game hole con in my home city of madison wisconsin um and i think that's it those are the that's ones it. but we're booth 2854 at gen con yeah excellent excellent very good. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll see you all next time. And remember, winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. Bye now. Yeah, buddy. Bye. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition gaming.